Hey everybody, it's Corey from CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com, and I just saw Rocket Man, written by Lee Hall and directed by Dexter Fletcher. So I caught this movie at the AMC Burbank 16, uh, caught it in the Dolby Cinema, which is the one that I saw Avengers in, and a wonderful experience. The The sound is really the what you're looking for in the theater that you want to see Rocket Man in. Um, if you got a Dolby Atmos setup, that'll be A-OK. -okay. Um, but really, if, if you're interested in seeing this movie, it, it's, it behooves you to try and find it in the absolute best sound possible because that is going to make or break your experience with the film. The, the projection, the screen, I mean, like everything is wonderful and beautiful and everything like that. But I, I, you're, you're thinking sound first for a movie like this as opposed to the picture. Rocket Man, uh, pretty straightforward. It is just a biopic of Elton John. Uh, everyone knows Elton John, and uh, it sort of just touches on most of his experience writing with Bernie Taupin and uh, his drug addiction and drinking and everything like that that sort of followed up until uh, he went to rehab. So I found this movie kind of interesting in the way that it was set up, because there were times where they were sort of playing by the rules of a biopic, and it felt very, like, paint-by-numbers biopic. Um, and then there were times where it wanted to step out a little bit and be a little bit different, and I appreciated that it went that way. I kind of wish that if they were thinking about it in terms of a final product a little bit more before they started filming it, then perhaps they could have come up with an idea that would have sort of gone with the biopic elements and the sort of fantasy dance musical number sequences that sort of happened throughout the, the whole flick. Um, there's a version of this movie that could have been done where it was more like sort of an across-the-universe type thing where uh, we could have been watching Elton John's life play out through sort of a reimagining of his songs. Um, honestly, a, a large number of the songs that you hear are not quite the same as Elton had played them because they sort of like work a lot of the elements of the songs into the score and then build these moments a lot bigger. And uh, so a, a key example of this is early in the film, uh, Elton's performing for his first for himself like just all by himself for the first time at this bar and it starts with the drunk trying to put a beer on his piano and uh it launches into saturday night's all right for fighting and he's uh coming out of the the bar and then going into this like uh carnival that's happening next door and going through the fence and like there's a big dance number like it's great like that felt really cool and very interesting the more moments where it was like a quiet realization of like, you're going to kill yourself, Elton, like those didn't hit as well. And it felt a little bit too much like what we had seen before. So, I mean, like I appreciate the way that they tried to tell the story with sort of the biopic elements, but at the same time sort of went into sort of a more fantastical element of uh, how Elton John's life and music touched us in the ways that it did. Another thing I found really kind of interesting about this flick, I mean, Elton, if we're being realistic about his musical career, 
had a incredibly high peak and there was a six to ten year span where he was constantly putting out uh gold records and like you know being at the top of the billboard and blah 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 and everything and it's touched on during the course of this movie where you know it it, four or five percent of global sales are just elton john uh which is an incredible number but elton sort of as a frontline musical act had a shorter shelf life that six years or so um and has lived on more recently since that that period as a cultural icon um and i think that uh while it's harder to probably extend this movie from the time period of the music to him being a cultural icon they tried to like they sort of got to it real quick at the end and like it it just didn't quite i feel like the movie at the end didn't satisfy me like it, it it's just usual biopic fare like the the movie at a certain point ends we see who Elton John really is, and we see who Bernie Taupin really is, and uh, see pictures of them. It's like, you know, like, oh, and Elton got married, and he's been married to his husband for 15 years, and finally found someone who loved him. And, like, you feel warm and good, and you walk out happy. But, I mean, like, the, the with all the musical elements that went into this, I felt like there could have been, like, one last thing right at the end that could have really tied it all together. It, it didn't have the... Um, I don't want to necessarily compare this to Bohemian Rhapsody, but it's a good comp because it's the most recent of this sort of like big Hollywood biopic vintage thing that we're going through. Um, but at the end of Bohemian Rhapsody, you had Live Aid. There isn't anything really quite like that in this. There's the a little bit of him at Dodger Stadium uh, where he was in a famous like Dodger sequin outfit. Uh, which was really cool, and that that looked really interesting, but it didn't feel it didn't have the same sort of immersion as sort of the Bohemian Rhapsody effect. Uh, Taron Egerton, uh, who really is only, by my knowledge, only really known for the uh, Kingsman series, which I, I I really haven't followed to be honest, is uh, very good in this. Very good. He really uh, finds levels to this performance. And I would say a more honest realization of himself over the one that uh, uh, Rami Malek did for Freddie Mercury. But I there there's a there's a good debate to be had between the uh, level of talent and depth brought between those two actors and these two roles and sort of this year by year comparison. And, I mean, I, I don't see any reason why Taron Edgerton couldn't get nominated for a Best Actor award. Um, he, he does everything he needs to do. He carries this picture. He is singing throughout the whole thing. And he does a wonderful job of sounding enough like Elton John that we enjoy what we're listening to without being sort of a karaoke... I'm going to do the best possible impersonation of Elton John that I could. I think that he sort of found levels in his own range in singing that allowed him to 
truly become part of the character and not sort of make a mimic of it, which is, is sort of a difficult thing when you're playing a real historical figure. I would talk about other actors, but I mean, like, honestly, it's Elton John, uh, Taron Edgerton, it's Bernie Taupin, Jamie Bell, it's uh, Richard McFadden, John Reed, and it's Bryce Dallas Howard who plays uh, Elton John's mother. And, I mean, you know, you see the father as well and you see the grandmother and but so many of the characters in this movie are there purposely for the like Elton John had terrible parents like uh, you know that anytime they're on screen it's just to remind you how terrible of people they are and it there's not really like a character development that's happening per se in these these people um but it's more of like this is sort of what Elton had to get over to become who he would eventually be, and you know it's fine. It, this is this this movie is largely the Taron Edgerton show, but the it's good performances from the supporting cast without really be given a lot to work with, and I think that uh, it'd be interesting again to see sort of a you know there's there's another scene where they're all the whole family is singing together. And they're sort of moving room by room. And that sort of led me more along the... This would be an interesting flick if it was sort of more of a across-the-universe type vibe than, like, straight biopic. Like, it, it sort of ended up being. A few words before I get out of here on Dexter Fletcher, who directed this uh, and famously finished Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, the... I like a lot of the choices he was making. Um, this this movie clearly from the get-go had sound as sort of the ultimate delivery of this product. They wanted it to be, uh, much like Elton John, a musician, recording artist, to be so much based in uh, the ability to create these atmospheric environments around the music and uh, he really just nailed that from the beginning. But it, it's not just a radio, like it's not just like a play. It's it's uh, it, the they're wonderful and fantastic camera choices that are being made, amazing shots that sort of separate it from sort of the uh, you know I spoke earlier of like a paint by numbers biopic feel. But whenever it breaks away from those. Like you, it, it sort of, it, it hits you a lot harder and it, it, it's wonderful. And I mean, like, it's, you know, just sort of thinking ahead, uh, as far as things that have, I, I, I've been thinking ahead to the Oscars a little bit. And I think that Taron Edgerton has a real good shot of getting a best actor nod from this. Uh, costuming is definitely like right there in the running, if not a clear runaway at the moment. Sort of depends on how other things shake up, I imagine. Um, the the mixing team, the sound mixing, the sound editing, uh, those are both, I can assure you, easy uh, nominations for this movie. And uh, it's hard for me to imagine something like this wouldn't win for both of those, considering that Bohemian Rhapsody won for both of those. And that movie was not mixed particularly well, or certainly not with the same level of care that this one was. So, I would say that you're looking at, you know, four 
awards right there without even thinking too hard. And I would, you know, Rocket Man to me is a better movie than Bohemian Rhapsody is. So if Bohemian Rhapsody makes the cut on the same sort of idea, then perhaps Rocket Man would as well. It's just, I get, you know, again, 10 pictures. Uh, if a certain number of them don't hit the threshold for votes, then it doesn't make it. It's, it's a, it would be a fringe Best Picture nominee, I think. Um, I don't imagine that Dexter Fletcher gets a nod for directing or Lee Hall for writing. They're just not, they're both good. They both did really, you know, they, they ever, they tried to change up the convention of this movie as much as possible, but they just, it, it's not, uh, earth shattering. Like it doesn't break through. I imagine that there's going to be a lot of competition with, you know, Tarantino coming up later this year and Scorsese and stuff like that. So, um, but you know, definitely it's, it's going to get nominated for a lot of things. So if that's the type of thing that you want to have seen these movies before that nomination comes out, I would definitely put rocket man on your list. Cause it's going to get nominated for a bunch of different things. Hold me closer. Tiny leaderboard. Uh, this is, Another one on the list for AMC Burbank 16. Uh, stick tune, uh, stay tuned for my review on Thursday of Aladdin because I'll have a story about the AMC Burbank 16 in regards to that one as well. Um, moving on to the movie leaderboard. It's so hard with movies like this because I like what they did. I really enjoyed... I, it was it's a ton of fun. It's a lot of fun to go see this flick. Um and there's enough there that makes it seem like it wasn't just sort of an exercise in creating an Elton John biopic. It it it, it seemed to have a lot more heart than that. And I appreciate that as somebody who's seen a lot of biopics in their life. I, I like it whenever the convention can be broken on it. Um uh, but at the same time it while it it took little jaunts off it didn't ever really live in this world that seemed better than the one that we were in for most of the movie as far as just a a structural element so if i have to give rocket man a rating give it an 8.1 uh, a lot of fun good flick Taron Edgerton's a, a, a star. Um, everyone else does incredible work with n not really much to do. But it's it's a if, if you love Elton John, there's no reason not to go. I mean, like really, that's the that's the the long and short of it. If you like Elton, go see it because you'll like it. You'll have a lot of fun. Anyway, that's it for me. Uh, if you want more, you can go to my website, CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com, Facebook.com forward slash CoreyBakerFilm, or at LegendCB5 on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Um, this review, as well as all the other reviews, are uh, also available in an audio version and podcast version uh, at all the major platforms. Uh, just go to anchor.fm slash Film if you want to find your particular platform. They're all listed there. Um, I would appreciate it if you listen because, you know, you can't always be in front of YouTube all the time and uh, maybe you want to hear this on your drive rather than sitting in front of the computer. So it's totally up to you. I like to make it available for everyone. Um, but yeah, that does it. So if you excuse me, I have to uh, fall into the pool.